This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, Pastor Rick continues in a series called 40 Days of Love. In these lessons, Rick looks into the Bible to help you better understand God's great love for you and to empower you to love others the way Jesus does. But first, in just a bit, we'll tell you how to get Pastor Rick's 40 Days of Love Bible Study with six video sessions and workbook. It's perfect for individual study and also great to do with a small group of friends. You can take a sneak peek by going to PastorRick.com while you listen. Or just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part one of a message called, Love Let's It Go. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to weekend number four in 40 Days of Love. You look far more loving than you did a month ago. That's all I can say is you just, uh, we're working on everybody getting a master's degree in love, becoming a world-class lover, getting a black belt in love so that you know how to handle relationships and how to make them meaningful. Now, one of the ways that God builds your love is he tests it. And he tests it by putting you around unlovely people. Uh, It's easy to love loving people. But for God to teach you real love, he's going to put you around some unlovely people. And uh, this morning, what I want us to look at here is um, what I call special cases. These are people that I call VDPs, very draining people. And you're going to recognize every one of them when I mention there are four special cases. There are difficult people. There are uh, demanding people. There are disappointing people. And there are destructive people. You have all four of these in your life, and you will throughout your life. And God says, I want you to learn to love these people too uh, in the way that's best for them and in the way that I want you to do it. Now, difficult people, that's the easy one. You know who those are. They're people who are just hard to work with. They're hard to get along with. They just seem to be unpleasable. They're cranky. They're crazy makers. They can be irresponsible. They can be immature. Uh, they can have a personal personality deflects. You know, the lights are on, but nobody's home. And elevator doesn't go all the way to the top, you know. Few fries short of a happy meal. You know, they're just not all there. Uh, They may be a little deficient in social skills, but one of the primary characteristics of difficult people is they're rude. They typically are just rude and they can be obnoxious. And it's hard to love obnoxious people. Would you agree with that? Don't look at them, just agree with that, okay? (laughs) Difficult people. Uh, the second type of person that is a VDP, very draining people, are demanding people. Now, we all know who demanding people are. They, they, uh, they have an agenda. They are aggressive. They're pushy. Uh, whenever you're around a demanding person, you always feel a little bit manipulated. You know what I mean? It feels like they want it their way, and it's got to be right, and they tend to be insistent. Uh, they tend to be stubborn. They tend to think they're always right. Uh, They can be very self-centered because they're not thinking about anybody else. They can be demeaning, but uh, it's just, it's my way or the highway. And oftentimes they will expect perfection of you. Demanding people are are pushy people. 
And we have those in our lives. Then the third kind of person are the, uh, what I call disappointing people. And these people don't always mean to hurt you, but sometimes they're actually well-intentioned. But they disappoint you. They just let you down. Maybe they, they break promises that they, they say they'll, they'll, they'll keep, or they fail you in some way. Or it could be more serious than that. Disappointing people could be unfaithful to you. Disappointing people can be disloyal to you. They could break vows that they've made to you. You're gonna have disappointing people in your life and you have to learn how to love them in the way God wants you to love them. The most difficult of all are the destructive people. Now these people wanna harm you, they're intentional. And sad to say, but there, there is evil in the world and there are hateful people and there are people who are double dealing, who are deceitful, who mean harm to you. Uh, they can be deadly, they can be uh, disingenuous, they can be dangerous, they can be debilitating, but they're in your life. The destructive people who hurt you, who harm you, who, who wound you. Now how do you respond in love to each of these groups of people? Well, one verse in the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter, verse five tells us the four ways that love deals with these four types of people. Notice there on your outline, it says this. Love is not rude. Love does not demand its own way. Love is not irritable. And love keeps no record of when it has been wronged. When you understand these four and you begin to build them into your life, you graduate from the bachelor's degree level of love to the master's degree level of love. Now the first type of VDP, very draining person that you're gonna have to learn to deal with in life and learn to love are difficult people. Have you noticed there are a lot of them? They're all over. Have you noticed that the world tends to be, is becoming more rude, not more civil? People are more increasingly rude. You can find rudeness everywhere, at school, at work, at home, in restaurants, in stores, uh, on the freeway, all around you. In fact, I'd like to ask you to participate in a little survey with me right now. If I were to ask you, what form of rudeness irritates you the most? I want you to think about that for a minute. And then I'm gonna ask you to take about five seconds and share it with your neighbor. Now I'm gonna give you my top 10 list of the things that tick Pastor Rick off. But before I give you my list, I want you to turn to somebody and say, you know, one thing that really bugs me, and don't say pastors who ask me to participate in a service, okay? And talk to a total stranger. But turn to somebody and say, you know, one of the things that I find rude is, go ahead, talk to somebody next to you. Now don't give them your whole list. Just, just one thing, one thing. All right, let me give you my list. These are the top 10 rude acts that, that, that bug me. Uh, number 10 would be people who call you and then say, who is this? Before they identify themselves. I'm going, no, no, you tell me who you are before I'm gonna tell you who I am, okay. Uh, number nine, people who slurp their soup. Now that may not bug you, but I think sh soup should be seen and not heard. Uh, number eight, this one really bugs me. People who honk their horn in traffic jams that are going nowhere. Oh, that was really helpful. The guy's honking, nobody's moving. I mean, what a waste of, of energy. 
Uh, number seven, people who play loud rap music on their boombox at the beach. You know? Uh, oh, and this one really bugs me. Number five, uh, number six, people who light their cigarette and then hold it toward you instead of smoking. <laughs> number five, this one really bugs me. People who cheat at the 10-item Grocery Express line. I counted. Get out of the line, buddy. Take a hike. Uh, number four, people who send me junk mail. I get a lot of that. Number three, people who leave church early during the offering. Okay. Number two, same as number three. Uh, number one, this one really bugs me the most of all. People who come from the opposite direction and steal the parking spot you've been patiently waiting for. You ever had that happen? You know, they come in there real quick and go, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know? How do you respond in love to difficult people? Well, the Bible says love is not rude. So I must, you write this down, I must be tactful, not just truthful. I must be tactful, not just truthful. Love is tactful. In other words, you don't return their rudeness. You, you overcome evil with good. You don't respond in kind. When people are difficult, you don't be difficult back. Now, one of the ways that you can be tactful is simply by listening to them first because they may have a point. And if you listen to people sympathetically and then you respond tactfully, that is the loving response to a difficult person. You listen lovingly and then you respond <clears throat> lovingly. In fact, this thing about listening really goes with tact because the number one form of rudeness in our society today I'm guilty of it every single day of my life. You are too. Interrupting people. Not listening. It is rude to not listen. It is rude to not let somebody finish your sentence. And I do this all the time. My brain runs fast and I think I know what people are going to say and I answer back. That's, that's dumb. In fact, look what the Bible says about this. Proverbs 18, 13. Let's read it with great enthusiasm. Answering before listening is both stupid and rude. This concludes today's sermon. Go and do likewise. Okay. Everybody does this. We are rude because we jump to conclusions. And uh, we, we, you know, we assume we know what other people think. No, tact is listening. Love listens. And then love responds tactfully, not just truthfully, and, and not interrupting. Now, it says there, answering before listening is stupid and rude. You know, people with tact have less to retract. You're not gonna have to eat your words if you listen first. Now, love listens and love is tactful. Look at the next verse. Stop being bitter and angry and mad at each other. Don't yell at one another or curse each other, or ever be rude. Circle, ever be rude. Don't ever be rude. Instead, be kind and merciful and forgiving 
Forgive others just as God forgave you because of Christ. Love listens and love is tactful. Now notice it says, don't yell at one another. Anybody ever do that? Yeah. Uh, don't lie too, okay? Uh, don't curse at each other. You know, profanity requires zero intelligence. It, it, it requires no IQ. You can teach a parrot to, to, to curse. Profanity is, is no sign of intelligence. In fact, it's a sign that you can't think of a better word at that point. It was um, Eric Hoffer who said, rudeness is a weak man's imitation of strength. Think about that. It's not manly to cuss. You know, some people think they're being frank, but they're just being rude. People who say, well, I just speak my mind. And they're proud of that. Well, I just tell it like it is. And they're proud of that. Well, actually, telling it like it is is not the best way to communicate. Telling it like it could be. Telling it like it should be. Telling like it might be. Telling like it, it could be with hope. That actually builds people up. Telling it like it is just labels people. If I came in here and I just said, you know, you're all messed up. Well, what does that do? You go, yeah, I'm messed up. Look how messed up I am. It just reinforces. Telling it like it is reinforces the negative. Telling it like it could be. You could be a great woman of God. You could be a great man of God. You could make a difference with your life. That helps people move forward. And a lot of times frankness is honestly just rudeness. And you need to ask yourself, why am I saying it this way? Am I saying it so I can let off steam? Or am I saying it really for the benefit of the other person? Notice the next verse. Proverbs 16, 21, read it aloud with me. A wise, mature person is known for his understanding. The more pleasant his words, the more persuasive he is. Now circle pleasant and circle persuasive and just draw a line between them. The more pleasant you are, the more persuasive you are. In fact, you might write down under this verse, I'm never persuasive when I'm abrasive. I'm never persuasive when I'm abrasive. When I'm abrasive with my wife, when I'm abrasive with my kids, when I'm abrasive with clerks, when I'm abrasive with anybody, I'm never persuasive. Nagging doesn't work. Does it work on you? No. Does it work on anybody? I'm never persuasive when I'm abrasive. People just go, oh no, that's, that's not the way to get it across. You don't get your point across by being cross. Now, the way you say something determines the way it's received. If you say it offensively, it's going to be received defensively. And that's why love is all about your words. It's all about tact. It's being truthful. You're not lying about it, but it's saying it tactfully. Be tactful, not just truthful. Now, tact and tone have to go together. They always go together. It's the way you say it. It's the tone of your voice. You can say something very difficult, but if you say it in the right tone, it will be received much better. And you say it in a loving tone. In fact, the tone can change the very meaning of the word. For instance, think of all the ways you can say hello. Hello? 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 I could give you 30 different ways to say hello, and you would get a total different message from me each time. Same word, 
Different message. Tone and tact go together. And the Bible says, if you want to have a master's degree in love, love is not rude. It means you're tactful, not just truthful. And when somebody's rude to you, you don't retaliate. Masters at love don't retaliate. I remember probably 20 years ago, long-term members of this church, uh, their son Doug was just a kid at the time going to uh, uh, Little League. And, and they had had a, a Little League game where his team just got creamed by the opposite team. And after it was over, the opposite team member came up to him and said, your team sucks. And Doug, he's just a kid at the time, looked at him and said, you pitched a great game. Now, you know that kid went away wishing he hadn't said that. Because when you, when you get even with somebody, it puts you on the same level as them. When you, when you return good for evil, it puts you above them. Do you want to be below them? Attack them. You want to be even with them? Get even with them. You want to be above them? Say something nice back. It all depends on where you want to be. Love is tactful, not just truthful. Now, the second kind of group you're going to have to deal with is demanding people. And these are the people who always want their way. They've always got a right way and a wrong way to do it, and your way is always the wrong way. And uh, you can never quite please them. How do you respond in love to demanding people? Well, the Bible says, notice, love does not demand its own way. So, write this down, I must be understanding, not demanding. I must be understanding, not demanding. Jesus is the best example of this. Philippians chapter 2. Your attitude should be the same that Jesus Christ had. Though he was God, he did not demand and cling to his rights as God. He made himself nothing. He took the humble position of a slave and appeared in human form. He was God, but he was understanding, not demanding. Circle, he did not demand and cling to his own rights. Anytime you hear somebody at a restaurant or at a ticket counter or saying, I have my rights, they're being demanding, not understanding. One of the greatest tests of your character is how you treat the people who serve you. The waiters, the waitresses, the flight attendants, the people at fast food places, the mail person uh, who delivers your mail, gardeners, uh, secretaries, employees, people who work with you. How do you treat the people who help you out? Do you even notice them? Do you know their names? Do you know the names of the people who clean your house, if your house is clean? Do you know the names of people who serve you in different ways? It's treating people with respect and you be understanding, not demanding. You know, I travel a lot and I've found pretty quickly that around the world, Americans have a pretty bad reputation for being demanding. We are considered to be a very demanding group of tourists, that whenever we want, Americans want it their way and they want it their way now, and that co concept of the ugly American who is not understanding but demanding is really all around. So when our team travels, we try to bend over backwards, literally, to, um, to befriend and to be understanding of the people who help us. 
You know, if I'm in an airport, the president of Delta makes no difference to me who he is or the vice president. But I do want to know the names of the baggage attendant and uh, the checking person in and being nice to the people who, who help you get on the plane and help you get seated. And, and we have done this in airports. Actually, we have friends all around the world in airports. Steve and I do. They're not the people who run the airports. They're the people who sweep up and who help with baggage. And, and uh, it's just knowing people and treating them with respect and, and learning their names and befriending them. And I've discovered that the secret of great service, and this isn't why you do it, but the secret of great service is simply respect people. Because so few people are actually respected. They do their job and nobody's even looking at them. Nobody's paying attention to them. Nobody's considerate of their feelings. Nobody is sympathetic of what they're going through. Nobody respects them. So here's my homework for you this week. I want you to practice being understanding, not demanding. If you go out to lunch this afternoon, or you go to a, a, you know, a store, uh, whatever, be understanding, not demanding. Realizing that clerk may have had a tough time. They have had a, just gotten chewed out by their boss or whatever. But practice this being understanding, not demanding. Now, you know the best place to practice it? How about home? This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. If you'd like to receive Rick's free daily devotional, just go to PastorRick.com and sign up right now. You'll get hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick delivered to your inbox every day. Rick will be right back to close out our time today. But first, one of the main reasons Pastor Rick started Daily Hope was to share the hope of Jesus Christ with people around the world. And because of your prayers and financial gifts, we're now reaching over 35 million people every month. But there are still billions of people who need to hear the good news. Would you prayerfully consider giving a gift to Daily Hope today to help reach even more people for Jesus Christ? And when you do, we'll send you Pastor Rick's 40 Days of Love video-based Bible study to say thanks for your support of this ministry. Here's Pastor Rick to tell you more. Jesus says that the two most important things you can do while you're here on earth are to love God with all your heart and to love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, life is all about love. Now, as believers, it's not just enough to talk about love or to read about love or to discuss love. We must show it. We must exhibit it by the way we treat other people. Now, the Bible says that we do this. We learn to be genuinely loving people by relying on the love that God has for us. That's why I've put together a six-session study kit called 40 Days of Love. It includes a study guide and a six-session DVD that will teach you the habits of a loving heart. Now, you can go through it by yourself, but really, how are you going to learn to love by yourself? You need to do it in a small group with two or three friends or even more. Just get some friends and some neighbors and say, let's learn how to really love And let's study this together for 40 days. Now, 40 Days of Love is going to teach you why love matters most more than anything else. And it's going to teach you what the Bible means when it says that love is patient and love is kind and love speaks the truth. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love is forgiving. Now, I want to tell you something. This is a life-changing study. It changed my life when I did it. And it's going to change your life and those that you share it with. And if you really want to grow spiritually, 
You've got to learn how to love. Now, this month, we're offering the 40 Days of Love Study Kit for a financial gift to Daily Hope Ministries. I want everybody to be able to enjoy this study, so all I ask is that you help support Daily Hope Ministries. Now, I know some of you can afford a little bit more than others, and I appreciate that. It helps us keep on the air and helps us spread the message to other uh, stations. But some of you, you're going through tough times and you don't have a whole lot. That's okay. I know you work hard for what you earn. I promise that whatever you give, no matter how large or small, that every cent that you send in to support Daily Hope goes right back into the ministry. I do this ministry for free. I take no money from it. And so you can be certain that any gift you give is helping spread the hope we have in Christ here at home and even all around the world. To give a gift and receive the 40 Days of Love Study Kit, go to PastorRick.com or just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. There's only three days left to get this great resource, so don't wait. That's PastorRick.com or just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for supporting this ministry and be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.